No Travis Kelsey? No Tyreek Hill? Could there be an actual equalizer in play this weekend at Arrowhead Stadium? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The names just kept coming out of the Chiefs practice facility in Kansas City. And it started with Kelsey and place kicker Harrison Butker, who also kind of matters. And then later in the day, it was Hill, cornerback Richard Fenton, another tight end, Blake Bell. All of these guys got placed on the NFL's reserve COVID list. Now, remember, the rules have changed. If you're vaccinated and you put together a couple of negative tests, you're going to be able to play that weekend. And there seemed to be at least an initial indication that in Kelsey's case, this is the big fish. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the bigger fish, but Kelsey's right up there. His symptoms are seen as mild, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. We'll also, of course, see how it goes with the league offices in New York, because as we just witnessed, with a couple of games being moved to Monday with the Browns and Raiders and then the one that was played last night, the league obviously already has gone back on its commitment to avoid having the kind of delays that really plagued the schedule last year. I mean, quite literally, the league had said, this isn't going to happen. You better find some players because we're not going to push the games back for you. And then the Browns squawked like crazy. The Browns go out and lose anyway to Las Vegas and end up creating a short week for themselves to face the Packers. But I digress. The league was the one that buckled. And so far this week, the one team that's come up with the most cases has been the Chiefs. So all eyes are going to be in that direction, and not least of which is the fact that the Chiefs have won seven in a row and appear to be finally that one team in the AFC that's rising above the rest. I know this, and I don't even say this in a cynical tone. I say this based just on precedent. If Patrick Mahomes ends up on this list, you can take it to the bank. They'll delay this. I mean to the bank. But as it is, even if it's just the guys who are already on that list and they miss Sunday, that's pretty significant. Uh, I'm here to tell you that even at full strength and even as well as the Chiefs have played, and I'm talking mostly on defense, they've been outstanding defensively through their seven-game winning streak, they're not invincible. Now, that was shown early on this season, and they really haven't been invincible that much since then. Yeah, I know they've won every game, but I'm talking about in terms of their level of play or their dominance. It's been there sometimes, and it hasn't been there at other times. 
Do I think the Steelers have a chance to win Sunday? Under a normal circumstance, that would be a hell no. The Steelers are deeply flawed, as I don't need to tell anyone who's listening to this program. And specifically, some of those deep flaws line up very poorly with Kansas City's greatest strengths. But, you know, this thing, the virus and the handling of it, the protocol, has become part of the game. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Now, all that said, there's nothing the Steelers can do about this. This part is way out of their control, uh, which is why I liked yesterday the way Mike Tomlin in his press conference spoke about really what level the Steelers need to be at in order to be successful Sunday. We got some challenges, obviously. Um, We're playing in a road game environment. We haven't played very well on the road, acknowledging that. Um, You know, we're not not worried by that, to be quite honest with you. Um, We can spend a lot of time lining up and identifying our worries. We're excited about the opportunity that we have in front of us, the things that we've done to position ourselves for it. And equally as important, what are we going to do in preparation? Um, we got a big week ahead of us. Uh, we're excited and blessed uh, to participate, obviously, in the holiday week. Um, but professionally, uh, man, we got some big days ahead of us, and we look forward to heading to Kansas City and, and putting our skills on display against a group that's a, a AFC uh, Titan, if you will, one of the teams that perennially, at least in recent years, have been in it and in it in a big way. And we're excited about pitting our skills versus theirs. And he put most of that pressure on the offense, noting that the only teams that have beaten the Chiefs have done so by putting up four touchdowns or more. It's taken a lot of points to outscore Kansas City, and that's not anything new. That's been going on ever since Mahomes' arrival. And it's really, really difficult to picture this offense doing that, certainly before the fourth quarter, right? So the the performance that you'd have to be seeking here from your group is unlike anything we've seen to date. They'd have to start, obviously, in the trenches. They'd have to become, all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, stout on the lines like out of nowhere they would just have to become competent cohesive and everything else and blocking and it's stopping the run and of course i'm talking about both lines that was plural you'd also need to see your playmakers make plays other than deontay johnson who doesn't really count because matt canada doesn't bother getting him the football enough who else is going to do it chase claypool no Ray Ray McLeod, well, he'll certainly get his opportunities, but he won't make plays either. James Washington will get his opportunities. He won't make plays either. Tight end, we'll see how Pat Fryermuth's health is, 
But if he doesn't get the ball in Matt Canada's offense, how much do you think Zach Gentry will get it? And if Gentry gets it, look, with all due respect to that one terrific catch and run he had the other day, he's still Zach Gentry. He's not going to be making plays for you. Najee Harris in the running game? Come on. Where is this going to come from? Where is this going to come from? Look, I don't want to be and won't be uh, the type that minimizes people getting sick. This isn't about wishing or hoping that the Chiefs come down with COVID. There's things in life that are bigger than sports, believe it or not. But at the same time, if the Chiefs come down with additional cases, even to Mahomes, they got to play. They got to play. Let's not forget that game last season in Denver where the Broncos were forced to play without a quarterback because all three of the guys on their depth chart had to go into protocol. There were no sympathy cards sent that way. There wasn't a delay. There wasn't a pushback. Why did it happen this week? I don't know, but the NFL really needs to recalibrate what it considers to be its standard for that. The Chiefs need to play 4.25 p.m. Eastern Time at Arrowhead Stadium. Show up. If you don't have all 53 of the guys that you want, fill out the roster some other way. Open tryouts, baby, whatever it takes. That's the way the game is in 2021. When we come back, just one question. comes from Matt who asks, can any amount of different defensive scheming truly mask the personnel deficiencies on the Steelers' defense? Matt, I'm going to have to assume you're talking about the run defense because the secondary play, uh, in particular this past Sunday, I thought was outstanding, including, including on run defense. In fact, Minka Fitzpatrick with his 14 total tackles, 12 of them solo put on a clinic on how to stop the run as a defensive back. Unfortunately, you don't want your defensive backs conducting such clinics. You want those tackles to be made by the two layers that are supposed to exist in front of him. It's to Minka's credit that he's done this. As Tomlin went out of his way to point out in the press conference yesterday, the performance of both Minka and Terrell Edmonds, who was outstanding, compensated for continuing issues with the gaps up front. How do you mitigate that? You're right. You're right. You can't scheme that out. You can't just say, we're going to put seven guys across the line, and this way we'll make sure we cover all the gaps and shed our blocks and whatever else because we'll just outnumber them that badly. You can't do that. What has to happen, if you want to talk about the impact that coaches can have, arguably should have, even within the context of personnel deficiencies, which are very much a real thing here, is to coach them up. You know, Carlos Davis 
comes back. Everyone raves about Carlos Davis's athleticism as a potential nose tackle, a future nose tackle on this team. Hasn't been able to stay on the field. But when he's out there, and especially in practices, oh, they love Carlos Davis. Carlos Davis, freak, can do all this other stuff. Great. Let's see it. Let's see it. How about now? You know? Isaiah Loudermilk, Kevin Colbert. Remember him when they got Loudermilk? When you have a chance to get an Isaiah Loudermilk, I'm quoting directly here, you've got to take it. I mean, he used Isaiah Loudermilk's name as if it were some like, iconic standard for a fifth-round pick. They really like him, and he did make a couple of plays on the run game the other day. But when you're still talking about gap integrity and shedding blocks, as Tomlin continued to do yesterday, they're not all hitting. They're not all hitting. The inside linebacker play was another big variable. It was better the other day. It's okay to acknowledge that Devin Bush was better. It was obvious to acknowledge that Joe Schobert was better because of his interception, but Schobert was also doing a little bit better at tackling, and Robert Spillane was able to get on the field despite the knee injury and put together some decent reps. Ideally, Spillane will be able to take on even more of those snaps this coming week. But is there a magical scheme? No, no. But that's not all that coaches do. They don't just write scripts. In fact, it's not even the most important thing that they do. The most important thing that they do, when they do it well, is to make players better, including players who aren't very good. You can at least make players who aren't very good, you know, kind of, eh, and uh, would definitely be an upgrade over what we've seen from the run defense over the last three weeks. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow, and then we're going to break for the holiday. Mm-hmm.